Hey, BT here. Are you looking for ways to boost sales in your business? If so, you're in luck. For the next five Tuesdays, David will be bringing to the podcast feed a recent training he did, which we're calling the Inner Game of Sales series. Be sure to listen in over these next five weeks to learn the tips and tricks necessary to boosting your income in a short period of time. David knows sales, and he's here to make selling easier, more profitable, and a hell of a lot more fun. Let's go. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Inner Game of Sales. This is where we learn about the mindset of sales how to make it easier, how to make it more profitable, how to make it more fun, and uh, some of the tips and tricks that uh, you can use to literally boost your income uh, in a relatively short period of time. Let me tell you a quick story. I'm going to tell you two quick stories, actually. Hopefully, it will put this, it'll give you some framework on why I'm teaching what I'm teaching today. When I first started my company 22 years ago, I knew a little bit about sales, but not much. I would not even, I I would say that I was below average at sales at best, at best below average. It was probably a little bit worse than that. And I needed to get up to speed on sales really quick. I had to make money right out of the gate, uh, learning to do what I was doing and not just the things that I was teaching, but I was starting a business and I was going to build a company. And the first thing I had to do was to make sales because I was bootstrapping a business from scratch, right from the ground up. I had, between everything that I had vested in what I was doing and to get it started, I mean, I had like $5,000 left to my name. I did not have time to make mistakes. And after a couple of months um, what I, what, what happened really quick was I ran out of everybody that I knew that I could sell to, and I had to start to sell people that I didn't know. And I found that the difference was enormous. I was not making the sales. So I called somebody, I called a friend who was really good at sales and I asked her, uh, what is it that I'm doing wrong? And really quick, she pinpointed to me this major problem that I had. She said, where do you stop in the sales conversation? Like, where does it go horribly wrong? Where do you, where are you losing these people? And I said, well, I don't know that I'm losing them. And she said, well, are you closing the sale? And I said, no. She said, so you're losing them. She said, you're talking to them, right? I said, yes, I'm talking to lots of people. That is true. But but they're not closing. She said, okay, so where are you losing them? And I said, well... I'm not really sure where I'm losing them. She said, tell me how the conversation's going. I said, okay. I said, so I'm, you know, I get on the phone, I introduce myself, I start talking to them, you know, taking them through this little sales process. And then when I get around to ask them if they actually want to buy what it is that I have to offer, they tell me why they can't buy. And I'm like, okay, so I'll put you down and give you a call. You know, if things change, <laughs> you know, let me know or I'll call you later, something like that. And she laughed a little bit and she said, your problem is this. 
She said, do you believe in what you're selling? I said, 100%. She said, do you believe that it'll help somebody else? I said, 100%. She said, do you believe in the price of it? I said, 100%. She said, do you think they need what you have to offer? I said, yes, I do. She said, then how come you're getting off the phone without making the sale? I said, because it's not the right time for them, for whatever reason. They don't have the time. They don't have the money. There's a relationship issue. Whatever the reason is, whatever the circumstances in their life, they don't believe it's the right time or opportunity or they can't do it right now. She said, your problem is you believe them. You're buying into their reason for not buying. She said, you're not selling them. They're selling you. And she said something that, that was one of the first things that tried that, that kind of changed my position, my viewpoint on sales. She said, listen, either you sell somebody on the reasons why they can, or they're going to sell you on their reasons why they can't. She said, and right now, they're all selling you on the reasons why they can't do something. And you're buying into it. You believe them. And I, it would had really dawned, like, first of all, I had never heard that before. Second, I realized I did believe them. She said, don't you realize that the last thing people want to do is buy something or change? And I hadn't really thought about it that much, but I was getting a very quick education. So she gave me an exercise. She says, if you seriously need to move through this really quick, I'm going to give you this exercise to do. And if you do it, it'll make you a great salesperson. It'll at least put you on the path to being a great salesperson. She said, if you don't do it, you'll probably end up going out of business because you won't make sales fast enough. I'm like, I'm game. What is it? She said, I want you to have 100 conversations in the next seven days. And you stay on the phone either until they buy or they hang up on you. And when she said that, I could feel my body just get enormously hot. I was pissed. I was enraged. I was so angry that this is what she was asking me to do. And then I realized that there must be something going on that I was having such a physical reaction to what she was saying to me. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I will do it. And she said, listen, here's the deal. Because my whole first reaction was I'm manipulating them. I'm taking something from them. I'm trying to, you know, I'm being rude. I'm being pushy. Like all this stuff started to come to the surface and she said, I want to feel everything that you're experiencing right now. These are all the reasons why people go broke, why they don't make sales, because they have all of these ideas inside of them, why they can't make sales or why sales isn't good. She said, you know, sales will save a person's life. It'll influence them to do something that they want to do. They can't get themselves to do it. But not if you believe in, the re in their reasons why they can't. And, and somebody said to me, you know, sales is not something you do to someone. It's something you do for someone. And I had never heard that before. And when I, when I heard that, that was it. Everything in my mind switched. So I had these, I had these conversations for seven days. I had 100, 100 conversations in seven days. And 
as I was doing this, it was almost like something magical was happening to me. Because I was having so many conversations in such a short period of time, I started to experience the patterns that show up in a sales conversation back to back to back. Because I was literally having conversations almost 18 hours a day. And I was keeping track of the conversations that I was having. And I was marking down every place that didn't go right. I would mark down every place that I thought it went well. And then I had to break through my own internal resistance on asking somebody to buy something. By, by taking a conversation when a person would say something to me like, that's expensive, or I don't think I have the money for that, or I don't have the money for that, or my spouse won't let me, my spouse won't be supportive of that, or I don't think that I have the time. It taught me to be able to articulate and have the conversation past that point of resistance within the sales conversation. To find out what's really going on in this conversation, what's true and what's not true in the conversation, because in many, many sales conversations, there's an enormous amount of untruth that's actually happening that's rooted in fear, how to build trust, how to be authentic, how to be influential, how to be able to read what another person is doing, whether they're telling you the truth or not. By the way, I'm going to show you some techniques for that today. And then how do you get past the point of your own discomfort where you're showing up to a call powerful? And wherever you're selling, whether you're selling from a stage or you're selling face-to-face, or you're selling over the, the internet or doing something on Zoom, or you're on, a, you're on a phone call with somebody. How do you show up very powerful in who you are in order to be able to influence another person to do something they want to do? So let me give you my first rule. I believe sales is simply this. It's influencing a person to get very clear on one of two things, their yes or their no. It's not about getting somebody to a yes. It's about getting somebody clear on their yes or their no. Okay, you might want to write that down. Because here's the deal. When you're spending a lot of time in sales, or if you have teams of people that are spending a lot of time in sales, the the object is this. The product is either for them, the product or service is either for them or it's not. It's either the right fit or it's not. The sales call is to determine those things and get them to a yes or a no as fast as possible so that you can make the sale and begin the service or you have the no and you move on to the next person. I do not believe in emotional selling to people because emotional selling turns into tragic relationships. It turns into extreme buyer's remorse. And I will tell you, there's a lot of people out there that teach emotional selling. Get like get them emotionally hooked, emotionally hooked, emotionally hooked. For most products and services, that just turns into a, a disaster of business problems after the sale is made. I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't buy into it. I really think that every person is either a yes or a no. And if you understand how to have a very simple conversation, I do not have these complicated conversations that people tell you, well, the first step is that you have to build rapport and then you have to move them here and like, no, no. 
I have a very simple conversation that I have with people. It takes them to the yes or the no right away. You're either in or you're out, and then we're on to the next. That's it. That conversation, the conversation that I'm going to teach you, has literally made me hundreds of millions of dollars over the years. And the people that I teach it to, it's made them millions of dollars over the years. And it's not difficult. It isn't difficult. The biggest challenge you have in sales is getting yourself straight. That's the biggest challenge. It's not the conversation. It's not even where do you find the people to talk to. You know, there's almost 8 billion people on a planet. There's no shortage of people to talk to. It's really understanding what's going on inside of yourself so that you can be the most powerful, compassionate, clear, communicative salesperson out there with extraordinary results, extraordinary results. So the, so, the, so the next thing is this, understand this, sales is not about getting anything. And what's unfortunate for most people, and I started off in this place myself, I needed to make sales, right? You only say, well, great, it's not about getting anything, but I still need to make money every month so I can pay the bills, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum, right? It's this weird paradox that people experience, like, I have to have this, I have to have this, I have to get this. But when you come from that place, you're in fear that you're not going to get it. And then you start running a consequence cycle in your mind of what's going to happen if you don't get it. And that's horrible. Number one, it puts you in a terrible energy to have any conversation, especially a sales conversation. And if you're in that kind of energy, you're not influencing anybody in a positive way. We have to remember something. People have the unique ability of picking up your energy, reading it, having it basically influence the way that they think, and then cause them to make decisions even if they're not aware of it. So let me show you what that looks like. This is something that we call a double binding message. A double binding message is when you have basically a value conflict going on inside of yourself that's conflicting with your overall objective. So your overall objective is to make sales for your company with a product or service that helps or benefits other people. If that's the overall objective, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Show me that, you're, that you can hear me out there. That should be the overall objective. All right? Now, if we're going to do that, we have to communicate clearly what we have to offer, help another person understand what the benefits of that are, make sure that it's a right fit for them, and then ask them to buy. But if we're coming from a place of energy inside of ourselves, where it's like, I have to get this sale, I have to get this sale, we make very critical errors, not only in the things that we say, but in the energy that we're communicating. And it doesn't matter in what format you're making the sale. You can be on the phone and not even looking at the person. They'll pick up your energy, right? So let's take a look what this looks like. This is you. And this is your prospect. Now, 
you're probably thinking to yourself, at least I was thinking to myself, that I have something to offer. I have something that's beneficial that I want to offer to another person. So I'm coming from the place of giving, right? I want to, I want to be giving service to other individuals. We hear this all the time. You have to give in order to receive. Put other person's needs first. Think about what's the benefit to them. This is the conscious thought that we have going on. The subconscious thought is about what you need. So your subconscious thought's rooted in a couple of different things. Number one, you have responsibilities that you have to live up to. You have a certain amount of money that you have to make. You have bills that you have to pay, right? You're accountable to other individuals. So you know that you have to this need that regardless of whatever you want to paint sales, whatever kind of picture you want to paint it around, you still have to do it or you're going to be out of business. <laughs> or if you're selling for somebody else, you'll be out of a job. So subconsciously, we're thinking about getting that's what's going on subconscious. The subconscious mind is also the emotional mind and the feeling mind. So when that part of our consciousness is in control, it puts us in a foreign vibration. It puts us in a vibration of having to get from another individual. Now, I want you to think about something. On a physical level, we communicate through words, gestures, and writing. I'm communicating to you right now through words, gestures, and writing on a physical level. When you're communicating in a sale, you're communicating also on a physical level. A person is picking that information up how? We have senses. We see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, right? We have five senses. A person is picking this information up through their senses. You can have everything in your words, your gestures, and your writing be absolutely perfect basically flawless. But if something's going on with you energetically, they're also picking up on that. Except the energy part of yourself is affecting the energy part of them. I want you to think about this. Words, gestures, and writing is connected. It's hooked up to our intellect. So when I talk to you about words, gestures, and writing... If I'm not talking to you about something that's emotional, that's really tapping into your energy, you're thinking and perceiving how you hear me and what I'm saying and what I'm doing through your intellect. Now, there's a big difference here because the intellect and the emotions, if they're separate, it causes confusion. Okay? So let's look at what that looks like. Here we have this energy that's going from one person to another. On a physical level, I'm communicating giving. On a subconscious level, I'm communicating getting. So as I'm communicating giving, this person has a want. Whoop. They have a want or a need. They're listening to what you're saying. They're seeing what you're doing. They're intellectually thinking, does this meet up with the want or need? They're also thinking to themselves, how much does this cost? How much time is this going to take? What kind of commitment do I have to make? How is this going to affect my life? 
Is this going to affect relationships? There's a lot going on inside of a person's intellect when you're having this conversation with them. And anytime you make a sale, it's a change for the other individual. Write that down. Anytime you're attempting to make a sale, it requires a change for the other individual. Even if I'm going to the store to buy a gallon of milk, I have to give money. I have to give time. I went to the store. I have to take it home. I have to use it. There's a change that takes place whenever we buy something. It doesn't matter who you are. The more important the purchase or the more important the sale, the more emotions there are around the, around the change that takes place in order to say yes to do that. Now, if you're selling something that's very important in a person's life, they're also going to be thinking about the importance of this. But there's something very interesting that's going on here at the same time. What do sales do? They solve problems. Now, what's inherent in a problem is the fact that it hasn't changed yet. Okay, and, it, and I'm telling you, it does not matter what it is that you're selling. Because what ends up happening when a person buys something is usually when they decide to buy, they're in the emotion of buying and they rationalize the process. So it doesn't matter what it is. What really matters is what is the reason that they're actually doing this for them? Like, what is the reason they're doing this? And what is it? that actually gets them to move from the place of, I have a problem, it's expensive, it's causing problems in my life, I'm not sure if I want to spend money on this or move forward or whatever, I'm in confusion. What gets them to move from that place into, I am 100% yes. Give me a contract or a bill of sale, let me sign it, let me give you a credit card, let me commit to whatever it is that you have to offer. What moves a person from one place to another? One thing, one thing beyond the fact that they need it, okay? Urgency, urgency. I want you to write that down, urgency. In other words, for whatever reason, the person believes they need to do something now. That's what gets them to make the decision now. Otherwise, the decision's always tomorrow or never. How many times have you heard somebody say, okay, I heard what you said, let me get back to you. Raise your hand if you've heard somebody say, let me get back to you, and then you never hear from them again. One of two things is happening. Either they're lying to you, but they, have, they don't have the ability to tell you no. By the way, it's the most difficult thing for a human being to say to another person, no. You will see people in your sales career lie to you more about the idea that they don't want to do it and create all kinds of excuses that actually say, excuse me, thank you very much for your presentation, but I'm not interested. Because for whatever reason, I'm not going to get into it here, but for whatever reason, it's very difficult for a human being to tell another human being no. It's almost like there's this idea going on inside of themselves that they're being rude, they don't want to hurt your feelings. It's a very middle-class mindset, by the way. It's not an entrepreneurial mindset, but it's rooted in the middle class and, and blue-collar thinking. Be kind to somebody else, don't hurt their feelings, don't be rude. There is nothing rude or unkind about telling somebody else no. 
However, it, it is an enormous problem. So either they're lying or when they say they get back to you, you let them go, you let them off the hook. And then what happens is all of a sudden they start thinking about what the, to actually, to actually buy something from you, they're thinking about what it's going to cost them versus what they're going to gain from buying. That's what happens when a person says, I'll get back to you. They start weighing everything, right? And what starts to diminish in most cases, and why I say most cases is because if you were to track it over your sales career, if you were to track every person that says they get back to you, probably 98% of those people will never buy. 98% of those people will never buy. Because the moment you let them go, whatever urgency they feel about buying starts to diminish, and the cost of what they have to buy goes up. Time, money, uh, commitment, uh, upset in their life, right? Change. That starts to become more emotional in their mind. It becomes overwhelming, and they either say no or they don't get back to you. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Hey, ABT again. Thanks for listening to this episode in David's Inner Game of Sales series. Let's keep the conversation going in our Transformation Facebook group. Tell us what's working, what you're struggling with, maybe how your sales have improved by using the simple techniques David is providing. You can find the link to the Transformation Facebook group in the show notes below. And until next week, go make some sales. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.